Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dawson's Darlings. Today, we're going to be talking about season four, episode 14, A Winter's Tale. The HBO Max episode summary says, as his friends wrestle with sex during a senior ski trip, senior class ski trip, Dawson discovers that he's been given the power over Mr. Brooks's life. This episode first aired February 7th, 2001, written by Zach Estrit and directed by Gregory Prange. So there's like a lot of sex stuff. Yeah. And how did you feel about that? I hated it. It's I. So here's what I didn't like about this episode in general overall. We have this really touching and serious and dramatic story about Dawson dealing with Brooks's hospitalization and death juxtaposed with this really gross from the eye of the male misogynist sex story. Uh And I kind of just wish they had chosen a different path for everyone else. Like I liked the Dawson Brooks story. It was very heartfelt and very real. And then it was just going back and forth with this ridiculous story about who carries a condom in their wallet. Like, come on. Yeah, I, um, you know, I remember this episode because it's an important episode in the series. And because um, I, to keep you spoiler free, am the one that has the Dawson Starlings Instagram. So I'll look through it and I see this come up a lot. This episode, people post stuff from it a lot. And so I kind of expected a little bit more from it. And then you texted me and you were like, this is gross. (laughs) And I said, the only thing I really remembered was like, it was a lot about like, sex is so magical. Your first time is the most magical time in the world. And I remembered it in like sepia tones. And that's really all I remembered. I did not remember the grossness of this episode on that storyline. Mm-hmm. It's uh, quite a bummer. Quite a bummer. Well, shall we spend roughly 45 minutes to an hour talking about it? Sure. I'd give it, you know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. What about three hours? What about a billion dollars? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Uh, Cold open. Senior ski trip, a capeside rite of passage per Gretchen, who just did this a couple years ago. So she knows. Um, I never did anything like this. Did you? Is this normal? Uh, um, I remember going on trips, but not through school. It was like through CYO or stuff like that. Christian youth organization? <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> now, hang yeah. on. This certainly feels like something we're not just going to like, and be done with. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I, I'm not. I grew up Catholic, but I'm not Christian by any sense of the imagination. But when I was like in middle school and early high school, it was just like the cool thing to be a part of for some reason, mostly because of the events that we got to do. Like every year they had a lock, a lock in where they locked all of us in a gym and we slept over. That's real too? That's real. AKA that's where you like got fingered for the first time, you know? (laughs) Because the chaperones all went to sleep and we all stayed up all night, like sleep, sneaking into each other's sleeping bags. Wow. Youth culture. And then we took ski trips. Yeah. We took ski trips. So we, I did go on a couple ski trips with the youth organization. 
and uh, yeah, kissed boys. I should have had at least one friend in high school because this seems like a wild thing. <laughs> just at least one. Yeah. It's just, you know what? Honestly, I think it's good that we weren't friends in high school. You know, it's hard for me to agree and also hard for me to disagree. So <laughs> I think I would have been a bad influence on you. I think you would have been far too cool for me. <laughs> I think we could have gone to the same high school. I don't think we would have been friends. I think you would have been like, nah, her? Nah. We would have like, we would have like seen each other in the hallways and I would have been like, oh, she's coming over. I'm familiar. Uh, so on the ski trip, we've got Joey and Pacey. Uh, we've also got Jack and Jen. Jen's back. Jen, hey. Hell yeah. Um, we do not have Dawson because of how he found Brooks unresponsive in the living room last episode. He's going through a traumatic event. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to miss skiing on Forge. <laughs> Super bummed about it. There's sure. so much skiing to be done anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we are, we know we're going to talk about sex a lot in this episode because the cold open ends with some random dude shouting out the window of the bus. Everyone who plans on getting laid this weekend, get on board. Ew. As, as we do the entire episode, we just get like some heavy looks between Joey and Pacey. It's like, Oh, okay. Oh, God. I need these two to just bone already so we can stop talking about it. Yeah. There are so many scenes where I just was like, they argue about it again. I don't want to talk about it. I know. It's all they've talked about for at least two previous episodes. And spoiler alert, because I watched the next one. It's what they oh. talk about for the next episode. Kill me. <sighs> don't kill me. Well, I'm <laughs> a little under the weather. So if you don't mind, but not over this. Put me out of my misery. Yeah. Um, act one on the bus, Jen tells Jack that she just realized she doesn't know how to ski just in that moment. Was like, oh shit, you know what? I packed, but fuck me. I don't know how to do this. That's relatable to me. To wait until you get there to be like, oh, I just remembered the place I'm going. I don't know. I don't lack this. I lack the skill so, for it. You're so like caught up in the social aspect of it and like, ooh, fun. It's going to be so fun. Plus, you're going to go. It's not like you're going to be like, no, thanks. I don't ski. You're going to have too much FOMO. Or is that just me? I have issues with FOMO. Oh, my God. I A friend of mine the other day was like, I, I just realized I don't have as much FOMO as you. I was like. Wow. First of all, <laughs> so you don't care about me as much as I care about you. <laughs> Second of all. Can I just. Yeah. Can I just say something about FOMO? FOMO has become this like negative thing and like, you know, whoever has FOMO is like a loser. It's like, sorry, I like people and hanging out with my friends and being invited places. So sue me. Also, with exception. Yeah. Um, okay. You know what? You're entitled to your emotions. That's true. That's also true. If I, didn't, if I have a fear of missing out on a fun event, that's how I feel. Yeah, I was on a train for three weeks. It was my last day before I got off the train. I already had COVID without knowing it at that point. I had not seen people I know in three weeks. And two of my very good friends saw each other at Disneyland. And I was like, yeah, this fucking sucks right now. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm not having the best time right now. I think I have COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, me. so fun anyway. was real and it's fine. It's fine to feel. Honor your emotions, unless you're a douchebag, yeah. unless you're a Republican. Then don't honor your emotions. They're probably <laughs> whoa, terrible. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, are there good <laughs> Republicans right now? Are you guys stick up for the GOP? 
I'm so heated. <laughs> I'm unwell. Anyway, the point is, Jack's like, listen, don't worry about not knowing how to ski. The ski trips are not from the daytime. The ski trips are for the night stuff. Like hey, boggle. Night stuff. <laughs> yes, that is for sure what they're planning on doing. Yeah. Um, also, Jen is still on the Toby train and trying to set him up with Jack. I guess Toby's not a senior. Or they didn't want to pay his episode rate. I was very happy he was not in this episode. I thought he didn't even go to Capeside. Or is the coalition based out of Capeside High? That's a great question, actually. Because... Oh, my God. Thank you. You're welcome. He must not go to Capeside because otherwise he would, he would have already known that Jack is a star athlete and, defying all logic, gay. <laughs> By being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, yes, he does not go to Cape Side. Thank God, because now he's not on this trip. Thank God. Also, what just threw off the numbers. Yeah, that's true. We can't have that. Because then, you know what? You know who no. gets dropped out immediately? Jen. Jen. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, she fucking lifts right out. It's Michelle Williams, but sure, yeah, she lifts right out. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> One of the main four characters. She she was in the pilot episode with an old yellow sundress. Jesus Christ, guys. <sighs> Uh, um so we've got everyone on the bus uh joey and pacey are whatever they're doing what they do literally until the last scene of the episode so they're worried about sex stuff um and then right behind them are drew and anna which anna girl do you not have any friends clearly no also anna and drew don't go to cape side either drew goes to cape side okay now but Anna doesn't, does she? We're very now concerned about the the roster of students at Cape Side right now. Well, I don't even know who's the principal of this school. <laughs> I know we got this terrible <laughs> chaperone who's like, get on the bus. Get on the bus. <laughs> it's so mean. I'll tell you who wouldn't let any of this shit fly. Principal Green. Oh, yeah. No, he ran a tight ship. Yeah, I guess Anna maybe goes to school because it's convenient. I don't yeah, know. She needs is. friends. If she's going to the school, she needs some friends. We're going to tell her like, hey, um, certainly you see that uh, there are other people in this world besides Drew. You know? <laughs> I hope. I hope. Please wear a condom. Oh, God. It's like five. Right? No, you're not <laughs> supposed to double dip. No, that's not it, Kim. <laughs> I make every fellow wear seven condoms. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. How many condoms do you go through? Oh, at least four. Do that math. What? <laughs> I was going to say 21 a week. <laughs> oh. No, four. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently Drew is cooking up some as yet unknown prank. This episode, these three, the, la the episode before this, plus this one, plus the last one, all kind of working together. Yes. Yeah. It's a uh, trilogy, as some may say. Yeah. Some would call it. As epic as Star Wars. Mm. A modern day Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, a um, Get it? Because Lord of the Rings comes out later. Oh, no, I didn't, guys. I never saw him. So anyway, so Drew's working on some unknown prank that I have a feeling we'll know next episode. Right? It, I don't know if it really plays. Oh, I don't God. know if it really pays off as much as they want it to. Bummer. Um, and then we're over at the hospital for the first time. Brooks is in a coma. 
And Dawson and Grahams are talking about the situation, which is that, um, you know, he's he's stuck. Right, right now they're talking about the situation of him being in a coma and not knowing if he's going to make it through or not. Grahams obviously is relying on her faith, which I think, I agree. I think that this storyline is written so nicely, so maturely, maturely. Um, and I think mm-hmm. the going back to faith for Grams, one is like, yeah, that makes sense. That's who her character is. And also has a very nice moment for Dawson. I like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I liked the storyline a lot. Totally. And it kind of, it made me really appreciate Dawson a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a great episode for Dawson. I thought it was a great episode for James Vanderbeek. Mm-hmm. It's been a good season for James Vanderbeek. Mm-hmm. Once you get some hair that goes behind your ear and God, you can strategically really use that the for, hair. Well, I was smitten with a hat, but I'm saying he puts it behind his ear as an acting choice. And, you know, once that's coming into play, suddenly it's all fucking. Yeah, that's what the Academy looks for. <laughs> yeah, Strategic hair play. Yeah. Look at um, Charlize Theron in Monster. Mm. She was bald, right? <laughs> Uh, actually, it's certainly thinning. <laughs> um, back over the ski trip, rooms will be rooms will be assigned in two thousand one fashion, same sex, because we assume straight until other sexualities are uh, proven traumatically in front of English teachers. <laughs> um, right. Uh, but don't worry, Drew steals the keys and then hands them out, starting with putting Joey and Pace in the same room because he's a fucking creep. Also, Jen and, the, and Jen and Jack in the same room because he's like, fuck it, man, you're gay, right? So then who cares? Uh, put you guys together. <laughs> and uh, I'll take Mikey and then hands them all back to the kid who had to hand out the keys in the beginning. The kid who was in charge of this. Yeah. Drew was like, uh, I wear a turtleneck, <clears throat> so I'll be handling Joey's virginity from now on. That's up <laughs> to me now. That's why he does this whole episode. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> uh, Where's the lie? Uh, back in the hospital, Tony Hale. I know. What's up, Tones? A baby Tony Hale. I know. I really wanted him to make some kind of like veepish joke here when I saw him. But I was like, oh, you don't play that guy yet. Oh, is he in Veep? Yeah. I only recognize him from Chuck. Oh, yeah, you would. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I remember him from Veep. He was excellent. Excellent. He won excellent multiple Emmys. I think I he think. won an Emmy. You should. Maybe one or two. He, but what I do remember oh. is that when Julia Louis Dreyfus won her Emmy, he went to stage with her and whispered in her ear As the his name character. of her family. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> we need her to star in another TV show so that she can win more Emmys and like pull shit like that again. Because she was, that was the golden age of Emmy watching. Uh. It was when Polar and Tina. And I think Maya Rudolph was in there somewhere. Probably. Oh, and uh, Melissa McCarthy was around that for Mike and Molly. Yeah. You just yeah, don't get yeah, that yeah. anymore. When they all got up on stage. No, you don't. Well, no, even when they pan, when they were announcing the nominees, they would pan around the room and they'd have, they either would be like not paying attention or would have like something silly on their face. Like it just was funny. Yeah. Yeah, they, you know, that's what it's supposed to be. Entertainment. It'll make them like they used to. It'll make them like they used to. Anyway, the point is Tony Hill is a doctor. Um, Got it. <laughs> and uh, Dawson is the healthcare proxy for Brooks. 
which Dawson, because he's a kid, still thinks it's just for picking up meds. Yes. And while they did do a good job at establishing this in the previous episode where he's just like, can you just sign this so you can pick up my meds? I wish they had established it one episode even further. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I just think that would have been a really smart payoff if it was something that happened in one episode and then two episodes later it came back to be like, oh yeah, I signed this medical document. Yeah, I agree. But whatever. At least they didn't do it all in the same episode. The only pushback I'll give is that we're talking about a pitch perfect trilogy. As perfect as the pitch perfect trilogy. And so what are you gonna plant something like that in, you know, speed to cruise control and then come back later for pitch perfect one? No. Where would they plant to that? These episodes stand alone in history. Right. They're teaching this in schools. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They really are. <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm afraid I, to disagree with you because <laughs> you're very passionate today. Well, I'm ill. She's so. sick and she's passionate. <laughs> and I'm sick with passion. Oh. Ah. <laughs> um, no, I agree. One, one episode more would have, I think, really made this like a little bit deeper of a cut. Right. So now he's signed to this paper and now he's the proxy because Brooks has no other family. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I like the realism. I like that they give this the realism. Like they, he's a minor. Um, so they got to bring in his folks. They got to figure it out also, but he still is the proxy. Like he signed the legal paper. He's still the proxy. Mm -hmm. So, And he's, oh, he's not 18, but yeah. He's 17. He's a youth. A youth. Yes. Remember being Plus 17? more Gail and Mitch time. Oh, God. Do I yeah. remember being 17? I sure do. Any stories you want to tell you? No. <laughs> sure don't. Definitely not. <laughs> Act two. They won't hold up in a court of law. <laughs> Are we going to court over things you did when you were 17? A mere 10 years Maybe. ago? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I could got him. <laughs> got him. Uh, Act two. There are hijinks aplenty at this ski trip. Just so you know. Be prepared. Something hanky's going on. Um, Joey and Pacey talk about sex. I don't want to talk about that scene anymore. It's boring. We've done this for the entire season so far. It sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, seconded. Yeah. Uh, I also forgot to mention that in Act 1, Jen fell and hurt her ankle. Who among us? Oh, Jenny. Uh, so Jen, she's in the hotel room. She wants to go take a bath. He's like, hey, Jack, you're gay. Make me naked. Put me into the bathtub. Jack's like, I, 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 I don't want to. He's a little weird about it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And I, I think I'd be weirded out. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they are such close friends, though. Like, if your best friend needed your assistance with something because they were hurt or injured... I've done more for friends who are drunk that couldn't do anything for themselves, you know, because I'm yeah. a good friend. Yeah. Strong agree. Strong mm -hmm. agree. Uh, Jack asked rhetorically if she'd want him taking his pants off in front of her. And Jen just her little grin is so funny. It's like, yeah, yeah. I would. I'd, I'd enjoy it. <laughs> uh, back at Brooks's house, Dawson is trying to find some old clips from Brooks's films to add to the documentary. When Gretchen comes over with food, and he just, this poor guy, <laughs> he's, a, he's really struggling. They talk about 
um, people they've known that have died. And Gretchen's like, yeah, um, my grandpa died on my, I think it's like her eighth or 10th birthday. Dawson's like, yeah, I don't, I've never had to deal with this before. So I don't know why Brooks picked me. I have no experience with death. This is never something I've ever had to deal with before. And uh, Gretchen tells him that he has better judgment than anyone she knows, which is probably true, just given her friends from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that Brooks chose him because he knew whatever Dawson would choose would be the right choice. That's true. Yeah. He's mature. He is. And Gretchen's doing a very good job of being a supportive girlfriend. Yeah. Nice episode for them. Nice episode for them. Best couple in the episode. Oh, second best couple in the episode. Third best couple in the episode. Mitch and Gail. Um, Brooks and Graham's. Graham's very supportive. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. She's like, yeah, fuck it, kill Which him. is surprising because um, at the hospital when they were like, hey, Dawson, you're the proxy. He wasn't like, but she's been fucking him. Isn't that for something? Or <laughs> And Graham's over there like, yeah, I have been fucking him, actually. <laughs> Doesn't that stand for anything these days? Nice. <laughs> uh, back at the ski trip, everyone's meeting up at a pizza place for dinner, including Jack, Jen, P- Joey, Pacey, Drew, and Anna. And any thoughts on this scene at the pizza place? No, it was perfectly fine and unproblematic. Just yeah. kidding. It was disgusting and gross and just so yuck. Yeah. Women have it easier. Yeah, women have it easier because all they have to do is just like exist. And then I don't know, fucking stupid. And then he's like, every guy has a condom in his pocket because every guy wants to do it all the time. (laughs) That's how he sounded. It's gross. It's really gross. And then all the guys actually pull out their wallets and they're like, here's my condom because I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) Except Pacey is like, I left mine in the cabin. (laughs) Which he didn't. He's got a condom in his pocket. He's got a condom in his wallet. Because afterwards, Joey's like, you do have a, you have your wallet with you. Show me what's in there right now. And he pulls out a condom because he is a 17 year old. He's an 18 year old boy with a relationship with one woman. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, oh, how dare you want to have sex with me? Meanwhile, Joey's got fucking 75,000 condoms in her bedroom. Yeah. I hate this story. Yeah. I also like it is so clearly, you know, I listen, we know how it works. You're prolific. You're prolifically in the biz. This a lot of this is written in the room, but this is written by a boy. The scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Women has it have it easier. Yeah. We just have to like walk around and fucking protect ourselves from you because you're yeah, you're predators. <laughs> We just have to watch videos being like, hey, ladies, watch this video. It gives you some tips on how to stay safe in broad daylight when you go for a run. And we watch those videos thinking that it's normal to be like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, sure. No. No, I think what's better is instead of teaching men not to be rapists, um, some nail polish that changes color when uh, you dip your finger in your drink to make sure that nobody's put a fucking drug in your drink. That's better. That's a better use of our time and money. And a better use of my thought. My my brain, my mind space is uh, not watching videos on how not to get sex trafficked. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which are and very popular right now and come up on my TikTok feed uh, an alarming amount. I was thinking about those the other day because I saw one that was like, why are these 
fucking scenario is so complicated. But the way that it was worded was like, yeah, not only are they complicated, but when you watch them, they're like, hey, women, it's your fault if you get sex trafficked yeah. um, by a stranger, because certainly the majority of people getting sex trafficked, it happens with a stranger. No. <laughs> How dare we exist, you know? I know. Uh, don't worry. Some states are making sure that we don't. Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> right, actually. So, you know what? Things are looking up. And then uh, Act 3, Dawson finds Graham's the hospital church. Graham says that she went there to pray, but also for the quiet. She tells him that she's praying for people that she loves and people that aren't with her anymore. And Dawson says that he hasn't prayed since he was a kid. And even then it was like wishes, you know, like kid, kid prayers, just like wishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a little, you could arguably, you could say that that's what they are now, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean. I, also, praying is subjective to the person doing it. So it could be anything you believe in. Yeah. Um, and um, so they go, they they have like a little conversation back and forth about prayer, about Graham's praying, about Dawson praying when he was a kid, not really doing it anymore. And um, he tells Graham's that he's just looking for something to confirm his instincts. He doesn't know what to do. He's just looking for something that will confirm his instincts. And his instincts are to keep waiting. Graham says, okay, then we will wait together. So sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great episode for them together. Grant's and Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, they're a good duo. Yeah. Remember when he was like, hey, are you... Um, so stupid. Uh, are, are you having sex with Brooks? Yeah. We hate that I asked that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Graham's like, I am. Yeah, I love when you do that. <laughs> you just do it so well. It's the only character I have is a fucking idiot who hates this question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at the ski trip, Dag and Joey watch everyone ski. Or no, that's not true. But they do watch everyone ice skate, which is a different sport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Similar but different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really good at ice skating, as you know. Yes. Did I know that? Well, I'm a hockey player now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you got to be good on the skates, the blades. As as you call them in the biz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they watch everyone ice skate, and Joey's like, I'm in a funk. My problem is sex. And Jack's like, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> Jack's like, yeah, no, we, well, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. We all know. Yeah. We've been talking um, about it for multiple episodes. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, when you're not around, people are talking about it. <laughs> all anyone can Especially talk about. Especially Dawson. Non-stop. He's always like, do you think? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack tells her that she's so caught up in trying to make the right choice that she's missed the fact that there is actually no binary right or wrong. Just there's just a choice to be made. There's like a million choices, it's not yes or no. He also, because mm-hmm. he's so wise, tells her that the only really exciting thing in life requires more courage than we currently have. And the fear might be how she knows it's worthwhile. Yeah. I think that's sometimes true and sometimes not. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, sometimes fear is like good. Yeah, you become alive in the time of fear. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Is that from that book? What book? 
Alive in the Time of Fear? Oh, no, it's a Nicki Minaj lyric. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't know. Well, yeah. Uh, back to the hospital, which is this episode is chock full of guest stars and they all live in the hospital. So we've got Dr. Tony Hale of the TV show Chuck. And now we've got Andy Griffith playing himself, right? Well, playing an actor. Play, oh, playing an actor. Okay, so here's my thing. So he comes in and he immediately goes to Dawson. He's like, you must be his grandson. That confused me. Yeah, because... Brooks doesn't have any family, but if this actor was like such good friends with Brooks, he would know that he doesn't have a grandson. Yeah, he is um, the Pacey to Dawson's Brooks. And they, you know, they had that like falling out a while ago because when Pacey, when Joey chose Pacey over Dawson, that it paralleled with like this Ellie or Evelyn or um, old timey name lady chose <laughs> Andy Griffith over Brooks. So paralleled story wise. So they, um, you know, they haven't talked in years, but he would know if he was married with a child and a grandchild. Had a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, word gets around. Anyway, so he's like, are you his grandson? No? All right. Well, I got to say goodbye to my friend. <laughs> Stay here, though. Listen to this intimate <laughs> moment. Yeah, don't, don't give me any privacy, please. Thanks. <laughs> um, but this is, I think, where I said that I really liked Graham's going back to her faith and the, what it does for Dawson's storyline, because he doesn't really know. He's just he's looking for an answer. He's looking for a sign. He. And that is his version of faith. Like you said, faith is different for everyone. And then this guy coming in and telling him like, um, you know, I, I, to, I don't know, fuck off and die. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, telling him goodbye and then ending it with, thanks for waiting for me to say goodbye. That is his moment of like, oh, okay. I know what to do now. He had faith that he would, he would know what to do. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And a sweet. Well, well written. Yeah. It is. It is very well written. Good job on this storyline. You know what? Gina Fattori. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, we, it must be her, her story. <laughs> um, they, these storylines do not cross at all. Zach took, I don't know this guy at all. I feel bad shitting on him, but you know, the boys took one yeah. story. Gina Looked at the ladies in the room and they handled the B story and that was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over in Jack and Jen's room, um, Jack finds Jen sitting in the mini bar drinking in lieu of painkillers because she is she's hurt her ankle. Somebody really needs to get her to the hospital. But the chaperone, as you pointed out, is a shit chaperone. Mm -hmm. She just like has a broken ankle. Yeah. In her He's like, ah, shut up. <laughs> shut up and get out of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and get in your room with your same-sex roommate. <laughs> um, so Jen's a little drunk, and Jack tells De Jen that he, he wants to do something wild today. He's tired of feeling safe. He wants to get reckless. He wants to, like, get wasted, get into a fight, do something. And Jack asks Jen what she wants to do, and Jen says, she just wants to sit there with Jack. And continue drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Who among us, you know? There's no bad that can come from this at all nope i'm really excited to get to that <laughs> scene as well <laughs> um in joey's room anna pops by to remind 
mostly just Pacey about the hot tubs, um, which Joey and Pacey have just like locked themselves in the room. So I think leaving for a couple minutes to literally just get some fresh air would probably be very helpful to their situation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's another scene fighting about sex. I don't care anymore. Um, it's just, I can't do it anymore. Um, and then back with Jen and Jack. Here's, did anything, I don't know. Maybe it was just maybe picky. This is a nighttime scene in the room. It was a nighttime scene in the room in the last episode or in the last scene with them. Mm-hmm. So they shot night for this scene. I'm so curious, but like how it was written. Obviously it was not shot that, or it was not written to be night and then daytime in Joey's room. Because when they open the door, it's like, holy shit, it's sunny outside. Oh, yeah. Because it was just so dark in Jen and Jack's room. And then when we go back over to them, it's dark again. Jen's drunk. Jack's drunk. The fire's fucking going. Um, You got to pop back and forth between these two scenes. Balance out this act. Yeah. I think that it was just an oversight. Do you remember? Or does this just haunt me forever? It's my mistake. It, it haunts me forever. But do you remember that I once sent down the wrong draft in the sides? And they had, it's a little bit, it's fully on me, but also she should have caught it. But they had already shot part of it when I got in. So they had to just keep on shooting the fucking outdated draft. I do vaguely remember this. Yeah. <laughs> it, you were so traumatized by it. And I was just like, mm, whatever. <laughs> Now I'd be like, whatever, man, like they fucking shot it. What do you want me to do? Someone on set should have been like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we revised this. We had a PA that was like brand new. I was training her about the sites and I was like, listen, sometimes you're gonna make really big fuck ups. It happens. Here's what I did. They shot that scene. Couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. Good time. Do you want to hear the, the most biggest mistake I made as a PA? Yes. I feel like I told this story on this podcast once before. So I was doing a movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Marky Mark. He was one of the guys. Marky Mark. And the payroll accountant was like, I have to send this check to one of Mark's like entourage, right? It was basically like the real life turtle. Okay. And because, you know, like the entourage is based off of Mark Wahlberg. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, you have to go to FedEx and like overnight this. It has to get to him tomorrow morning. Like this is serious. And I was like, okay, I got this. So I went to FedEx and I was like very new to FedEx. So I just like dropped it in this little slot and I was like, did it. And I went back. And the next day the accountant was like, he didn't get this check. And I just looked up the tracking number and it's not tracked. Like what happened? And I was like, I don't know. I put it in the slot. And she was like, oh, we got to figure this out. And I was like, relax. I'll go to FedEx and make sure they got it. And I was like, so confident. And I went back to that same FedEx and it turns out that I put it in the wrong slot and it, there it was just like sitting there. <laughs> oh no! I put it in the slot where you open and get supplies to mail something. Oh no. I was just like, here you go. <laughs> and it was just in there. And so I put it in the actual slot and I went back. She's like, well, what happened? And I was like, it got stuck in one of the crevasses of the box. So when they took out all the mail, it didn't go with, I had a guy like open it up and everything. It's crazy, right? <laughs> and the lady, I don't know if she bought it, but <laughs> I didn't get fired. Yeah, you gotta, the, so much lying happens as a PA. <laughs> so much impossible like, lying. Yeah, I was like, and the guy that works there, his name was Anderson. Um, he was like a really tall guy with brown hair. <laughs> 
Anyway, he opened it up for me with a Phillips head screwdriver, right? <laughs> too many details. Too many details. Too many details. <laughs> oh, I did that the other day. I was like pulling into a hotel and there were only supposed to be two people staying in the hotel and we were valeting. And there were four of us in the car. And I said, hey, it's for them. We're just dropping off. And I was like, okay, go ahead. And we pulled up to the valet. And then everyone in the car was like, good job. Wait a second. That was smooth. And I was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Kim off it. Or heard of it. Then we pull up to the actual guy like that's going to take all of this, our stuff out. And he's like, well, this is a lot of stuff. All four of you staying here. And then I was like, well, no. So they're, they are staying here. <laughs> we are not. We are staying somewhere else. They are, but they, these two, as you will note on the reservation, um, there isn't it interesting that same name anyway they're both gonna stay here um but they have a lot of stuff because this is the first step on their journey they're on uh the great american race do you know about that <laughs> <laughs> everyone was like too many too many too many i was like yeah no i felt it i felt was it. like shot up, up. <laughs> i went from like damn that was really smooth to like i fucked it i fucked it <laughs> yeah yeah oh. good effort though anyway the last scene in this, in this act is jen and jack getting drunk and um Kissing at the end of it. Kissing? Also, Jack is like, you're such a fun drunk. I'm too introspective. I need to be fun. I don't understand where this I need to be fun came from. I think that we lost a scene somewhere. Yeah, and I also think they're also flailing a little with what to do with Jack. Yeah. And and I, I thought this was sweet, but like a little, too, it went a little hair too far when he was like, I'm worried I'll never find a man I'll love as much as you. Yeah. Which is strange because it was sweet. Like I get it, but also it's such a different kind of love that like, I don't know, I just, it came off, it rubbed me the wrong way. And then they kissed. So I was like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't worry that you'll love Brian more than you'll love me. It's a different love, Cam. Okay, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah, yeah It's yeah. a different love. <sighs> okay. Okay. Act four. Um, yeah, it did. It did feel like a little. It's not like that. It's. It is. It's a different love, and uh, you're seventeen. Yeah, and Crazy. also you guys don't need to have them kissing. Like we're fine with them. We accept them and love them as best friends. Yeah. Uh, act four, Dawson and Joey are on the phone talking about the Brooks of it all. And um, as they're talking, it can also be read as Dawson telling Joey to go have sex. He's not. He would <laughs> literally fucking never. never. <laughs> um, but that is kind of what's happening. Um, and Dawson's telling her that he thinks Brooks was just waiting for his friend to come and say goodbye. We get this look at Joey. That makes it look like that's all she was waiting for was for Dawson to say goodbye. And then it ends with Dawson literally saying goodbye, Joey. And Joey saying goodnight, Dawson. All right. Go do it already. I then. just, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then um, we're back with Jack and Jen who are making out. They're flopping tongues. <laughs> no now she's like on her back and he's uh, like on top of her and they're like really going for it he's lost his sweater (laughs) well they're next to a fire it's getting steamy yeah it is um yeah they're like really going for it they are going to have sex uh and then jen stops him and it's like you're drunk and lonely and gay and this seems like a really good idea but it won't later 
And then um, she gets up, goes to get some ice. Ankle magically healed. She's like literally squatting to pick up the ice. Yeah. She's all skipping outside. Like, I'll be right back. <laughs> um, and then at the hospital, they turn off the machines, let Brooks go. Um, back at the ski trip, Jen's ankle turns out not better. She gets busted by the principal. I think that pays off in the next episode. Honestly, I don't totally remember. You would know better than I would. Um <laughs> Yeah, she's throwing away her um, empty bottles and getting ice, right? Yeah, but I think getting busted by the principal pays off. Yeah. Vaguely. Like yes, said. yeah. Because he sees her and he's like, get back inside. Get. Go on, what get. <laughs> get. What are you throwing away empty? Look around, how'd you get in there? How'd you get in there? You know. Yeah. Also, is there anything left in there? Are you sure they're empty? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a visual medium. Uh, but... Be jealous because it was fucking good. <laughs> and I couldn't record well, the video just, today because I'm too sick. Yeah, just buy tickets to my show. Yeah. Six months in advance. Mm-hmm. For an unknown price, you'll see at the checkout page. Counter. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not, you can't buy tickets online. You have to buy them in person. Like it's the 20s. Oh, wow. People wait in line? Mm-hmm. Wow. They do call you the um, Star Wars of our generation. I think people waited in line that. I'm sure they did. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds. Get the internet, you know what I mean? Um, also, with <laughs> the ski trip, uh, Anna tells Pacey, I know you're not ready to break up with Joey yet, but we could still have sex. It's like not a big deal at all. She's such a manipulator. Yeah, they've really changed... She is a manipulator. They haven't changed that part of her because in the last episode, she had sex with Drew. Drew was like, I'm a piece of shit, so I'm not ever going to go out with you again because I got what I wanted. And I was like, I actually want to go out with you again. Instead of being an adult and asking you to go out again, I'm going to tell your mom that I he has to go out. So mm. she is a manipulator. Yeah, I don't like her. No. But it's what Drew deserves. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, Pacey's like, listen, it's not true. Sex, not an NBD, a VBD. Very big deal. Thank you. Um, and he'd never want to hurt Joey. Technically, all of this isn't even about sex. It's about wanting to share something with Joey. That's not true. It is okay that it is about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I don't want to end the episode talking about the scene. So let's just talk about it now. Then they have sex. Then they have sex. It's so sultry and slow. And I'm like, come on. He like also starts brushing her hair. And I'm like, you're such a guy brushing her hair. So he's like, is this how you do it? Is this? <laughs> I like the zigzag. Is this it? Um, and then she's like, here, pull down my tank top shoulder. And then they just, it's all very sepia toned and very close ups. I mean, cute, but like, yeah, I'm talking about it for seven years. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, it's not going to last as long as this conversation has. So just be done with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's like counting down. She's calling him love. Doesn't work for me. The dialogue didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it is a WB teen drama in 2001. So, I get it. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, and then back at the Leary house of what a great mix of characters in this scene. 
We've got Dawson, Gretchen, Grams, Mitch, Gail. They're all um, in the house to watch one of Brooks's movies because Grams has never seen it. And Dawson feels like this is a great way to honor him and remember him. And um, like puts up a little canvas and they played this movie together. And I wish it had ended on this. I understand why it didn't because it's a teen drama. So they ended with Joey and Pacey. But the scene was very sweet. The storyline is much better than the rest of the episode. I enjoyed it very much. Same. I agree with you on all of that. Can I tell you the one thing that distracted me throughout the scene, though? Please do. So Mitch puts a bowl of popcorn on the table and Grams is like, I'm going to get some popcorn. She has a glass in one of her hands and she gets a heap, a hand, heaping handful of popcorn in her other hand. And I'm like, Grams, how are you going to eat that popcorn? Because you both of your hands are full. So she just now has the popcorn underneath her little chin for the rest of the scene. She can't eat it because she can't be like, well, well, and she's just watching and they do a close up of her and the popcorn is still just like in her hands. And I'm like, someone should have just told her to pick up one piece. (laughs) (laughs) That's where my mind goes. Oh, but I like the visual because that was what I was envisioning, like tons of popcorn and then just like your little tongue picks up one. Because it's dry. One at a time. I wish she did that when they cut to her close up. I was not. Cute little moment. All of a sudden, she was just like, I would not have recovered. I would not have recovered. Oh, good. Oh, it's very sweet, including the popcorn. Uh, Next week, season four, episode 15, four stories. Do we think it refers to a story or a building? Ideally, a building. You know, I'm a Drew jumps off of it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Great. No, nothing to add to that. Very good. Oh, Kim, what's up? If anyone could talk, if anyone had any questions about your immune system um, and sickness, because I know you're so, so, so passionate about illnesses. Let me hear it. Sure. Also, if you know where my thermometer is, um, you can get at me at Kim Moffitt on Instagram and Twitter at Kim Moffitt is here on TikTok. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how much longer I can make it, frankly. Oh, God. I, I have a little bit of a sore throat. and I don't. I think this is what takes me down. You just had COVID, though. I know. I don't. This is not how I felt when I had COVID. I feel oh, okay. more symptomatic now than when I had COVID. I was just sleepy oh. when I had COVID. Oh. And had more of a cough. I think this is just a cold. I hang out with a five-year-old. Remember those? Just a colds? Yeah. I, I watched the five-year-old I hang out with the other day. In the morning, she was fine. An hour in, she sneezed. Two hours in, she was like kind of falling asleep. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, mm, here we go. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there we go. Hey, Ozaz. What's up? If anybody wanted to talk to you about the proper popcorn to hand ratio, where can they find you at? Oh. God, please. I've been waiting so long to be asked these questions. I'm at Ashley's as on Instagram. Please, please hit me up with your popcorn questions. Yes. Send those um, corn picks. It's corn. <laughs> and a and- big love. It's got the juice. It's, it's got, got the, the juice. juice. Oh, God. What a time to be alive. It's catchy as hell. I can't wait until it people is. on fucking real see that in five years. They're going to go fucking nuts. They're going to be like, have you guys seen this corn song? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Once I show no social media. 
Hey, hey. What's up? Hey. We do have social means needs. We're at Dawson's Darlings on Instagram. Excellent. Check job. it. The kid who created the corn song follows us. Wow. Yeah. He's like, it's Dawson's Darlings. Once I listened to it, it changed everything. <laughs> True. True story. We'd never lie to you. Never, ever, ever. <laughs>